Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the INFJ Whisperer podcast, where I dissect all things INFJ. You are not alone anymore. There are others like you. I hope that you're doing amazing wherever you are in the world. My name is Boom Shaka and I welcome you to my channel. As always, I'm really grateful that you're listening, subscribing and commenting. I really appreciate the support. And I'm actually always surprised by the support as well. <laughs> I'm surprised when people like my videos. I don't know why. Um, it must be the INFJ in me. Either way, I wanted to talk to you in this video about conditional and unconditional love. And something that I've been noticing in myself, particularly, and also in people who message me, particularly INFJs who message me, of course, but also non-INFJs who share stories about their INFJs, and I always notice this particular trait that INFJs have that always makes me realize that we're such a weird, contradictory ball, it's just a ball of contradictions, in a way that a lot of times we don't even realize that we're doing it because we're just so used to perhaps being contradictory or perhaps uh, we're just so perhaps confused by by relationships and socialization in general, or maybe we don't even realize it. You know, we're just doing it unconsciously, and no one ever points it out to us because we door slam them before they can, right? Uh, or, or there could be a, a million other reasons for it. I mean, I'm just kind of coming up with some examples, but uh, there could be a different reason why why you're doing it. But the thing about INFJs is that. If you are an energy, you probably relate to this, is that we constantly, in every moment of our, of our life, are searching for, craving, and wanting, desiring, unconditional love. It's something that we usually don't get when we're children. That's one of the reasons why we become so um, distrustful, I would, I would say, about... Um, about being in relationships or... Or, or being around people in general, I would say. But um, I'm noticing that even though we have this innate internal want to to be to be loved unconditionally, right? Uh, and I definitely know that I have that within me because um, my parents are always they've always been in a way where you know I'll only love you if you do all the things that I ask you to do. I'll only love you if you are a good daughter and you follow all my rules and you obey me without any um, arguments or contradictions and you do exactly as I say in public and you are, you know, the perfect daughter and you you follow my dictums, right? And uh, but if you don't do all those things, which <laughs> which it's a long list of rules. I mean, I've only stated some of them. Uh, and even if I ended up doing those things, uh, the fact is that there'll always be something that I don't do right, and there'll always be there'll always be something that I'll end up doing wrong or missing out on, and uh, they, they'll never be satisfied. And that's what the whole point of conditional love is. That you know, you could try. It's like banging your head against a wall because you could try and be like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and be the perfect daughter or the perfect son. And I'm going to try and do everything I can. And I'm going to try and be the perfect spouse or whoever you are dealing with. And you do as much as you can. You break your back trying to please them. 
Um, but no matter what you do, they're never pleased. They're always angry. They're always upset. They're always disappointed. And because a lot of INFJs deal with this kind of disappointment, this constant trail of disappointment is left behind for an INFJ, especially when they're children. I'm laughing about it now because I'm an adult and I don't have to deal with it. But as a child, wow, it was really disconcerting because um, no one was ever happy with, <laughs> with us, with me. And always people had complaints about everything that I did, particularly, of course, my parents, but also my teachers and my friends. And I would constantly be trying very hard because, of course, also I was socially awkward. And partly I was also, um, I realize now, I was just diagnosed uh, by a friend and she said that you're probably autistic and have ADHD. And so obviously I had these kind of things and I just didn't know what to do. And I just kind of tried to follow the rules, but no one was ever satisfied. And I'd always try a little harder, and still no one was satisfied. And I would try even harder, and I'd get sick quite often because of the fact that I was trying to burn myself out, exhausting myself to, to please these people in my life that would never be pleased. I didn't realize that, that at that point that it was impossible. It was an impossible feat to try and please them, and the fact that I was doing it was going to um, create health issues and, and perhaps even kill me if I didn't take care of things right away. I didn't realize that at that point. Now I do, of course. But, you know, we, we try very hard and it doesn't work and we try a little bit harder and it doesn't work and then eventually we give up and we think, okay, maybe relationships are just not for us. Maybe we're just not meant to be in a relationship. Maybe we're just not meant to be with people or around people. And so we kind of live our lives like that, but eventually what happens is that because we are interesting and charming and, um, you know, and we are loving creatures, we are empathic, we do end up with people who are perhaps, who do love us um, and who want to be with us and who care about us in their own way, right? But what happens is that because we have no other basis uh, to rely upon, the only kind of love that we have experienced a lot of us not all of us of course but the only kind of love that we have experienced and i know for me it was very very um true that it was very i, I didn't see that many displays of, of of unconditional love in my life i don't have any many examples of it the only examples i can think of are you know mother Teresa or or uh Thich Nhat Hanh, who just died unfortunately it was a big loss to all of us. Um, you know, people like that, you know, who are con unconditionally giving and giving and giving and loving. Um, I didn't have any real-life examples of it, so I didn't actually know how to display unconditional love myself because I, I just didn't understand how to do it. Also, I never had it, and also I assumed that people don't give unconditional love, perhaps. Whatever the, the idea might be behind it, what happens is that no matter, you know, it's kind of like ironic because all of our lives we crave unconditional love, but because we never experience it or experience it rarely, when we actually get into a relationship, we end up giving conditional love to those people as well. And um, this is the, the entire hypothesis of my theory. And these are all theories, by the way. All of my videos are theories that I've made up on my own. You know, I sit around at night and I'm like, hmm, I think this is something that I should do a video on. I think this is how it works. And, you know, my brain's like churning away. And I think to myself after, I'm like, my God, I spent a lot of time thinking about these things. But anyways, hopefully 
this helps you out. Um, so what happens is that, you know, as I said, we crave, crave, crave unconditional love, but because we don't know anything about it, we end up, when it comes down to it, when we are in a relationship ourselves, give conditional love. And the reason why I'm saying this is because, you know, people message me saying, and, and an individual just recently messaged me saying, you know, I, I give a lot to the people in my life, and I expect, I expect people to give back in return, but they never do, and I get disappointed, and I get angry and resentful with them, right? Now, there's a lot of things wrong with this, of course. First of all, you should not be giving unconditionally, of course, without thinking about it. I mean, you should just be giving and giving and giving so much so that it burns you out. You know, I know INFJs have a tendency to do this, but you need to take care of yourself first and then give from a full cup at, so that when you give at that point, you don't feel resentful or, or bitter about the fact that you're giving, right? If you're giving when you're well taken care of, when, you're, when your self-care is up to par, when your self-love cup is full, then you won't feel bad when the other person doesn't give you back. You might feel a little bit like, hmm, this seems uneven, but you're not going to feel like, oh my God, I hate this person, right? It'll be a little bit more balanced in your mind. But more than that, and especially more than that, is that you know when you give and then you expect something in return, what happens with the line of J is that we don't actually delineate, we don't mark down for the other person. This is what I expect in return. So, you know, we might be like, I've given you three ounces of love in this manner, and then I, I expect something in return, but I never tell you that I want you to show me love by taking me out to dinner, or I expect, to show, I expect you to show me love by spending time um, helping me out on the weekend with something, or you know, I expect you to show me love by this, 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 whatever that particular item is. They might be, in fact, a lot of times they are, showing you love in a different way because that's their love language. Perhaps for you, obviously, a lot of times INFJs, their love language is quality time. But for a lot of people, it's not. And so they might be showing you love by giving you gifts. They might be showing you love by um, telling you that they love you, right? Uh, but because it's not in the way that you expect them to show you love, you think that they don't love you, you think that they're not giving back to you, and then you get angry with them, right? So this is very much a conditional sort of love, and this causes a lot of rifts in relationship, because not only are the expectations that are not being met, but there are expectations that are not being spoken about, you know, telling them what's exactly going on, because INFJs have a very hard time doing that, which is a problem, you should really learn how to do that properly. But more than that, you're letting these expectations and lack of expectations being met deteriorate the relationship and your, your love for this other person, which is, which is really truly terrible when you think about it because we, we, as I said, it's so ironic, you know, we deal with it all of our lives and then we do it to other people, you know. I mean, I don't know if this is something that, that really boggles the mind for you, but for me, I'm looking at it thinking, wow, this is so freaking ironic and baffling. Why does this happen like this, right? I mean, I'm not an expert, but I can imagine there's a lot of psychological things going on in the background when we do these things unconsciously, probably. Probably, I'm sure we're not doing it consciously. But I really wanted to do this video because I, I wanted to bring your attention to the fact that you're probably doing this yourself. I know I did this for the longest time when I was in a relationship. And even now, you know, I had a conversation with my sister recently where she's like, you're being so manipulative because you do things for me and then you expect me to do things in a certain way back for you. But if I don't do it right away, then you get angry with me. 
and you know that's manipulative and I was like wow that's so true I mean I didn't realize that you know I, I was I was using my my doing to manipulate her into doing what I wanted her to do for me that's a, such a terrible way to do things of course I cut it out as much as possible right away uh, but it, it's so ingrained in me that I have to really watch myself and not do that to her again because it's not right it's not the way you should be doing things and so if you're listening and you resonate with this, one of the main things you need to start doing is stop that nonsense right away, right? I mean, as much as possible. Conditional love is not going to get you anywhere. In fact, not only is it going to make you bitter because that person is going to probably leave you because it's not nice. It feels burdensome when someone says, I gave you these three ounces of love and now you need to give it back to me because if you don't, then I'm going to hate you. It's very burdensome. You know, my mom did this to me all the time and it felt like I wish she wouldn't give me at all. I wish she would just go away and not give at all because I didn't want to. I didn't want to receive such a burdensome love. I didn't want to receive such a conditional love. Um, and you know, I, I I didn't want it. I I just wanted to run away from it, right? And so I'm sure your partner is feeling exactly the same as well if you're giving them conditional love like that. Um, so I'll leave the video here. Um, there's a lot more I could say on it, but I think I'll do another video if necessary. But I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. What do you think about it? Do you give conditional love or unconditional love? Um, and what ends up happening? And of course, there's a lot more to this issue than I've spoken about. It's only a 13-minute video, but <laughs> I should really cut it off here. Anyways, um, let me know what you think. And again, thank you so much for being on my channel. I'll see you in the next one. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you want to put a face to the voice, you can check out my YouTube channel, Boom Shakar. Bye for now.